0: Welcome back, everybody! Special episode today. It's Ray and Kendall. Kenny, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm really excited for this one. Um, this is going to be a fun one. So this is going to be a little bit different flow of episode today. Obviously, we're not doing a race recap, but we decided, and we mentioned this last time, that we were going to do these little knowledge checks for people and. I think because we're all relatively newer to F1, as in over the last couple of years, we've done a a lot of research to understand the sport. I mean, we wanted to do a couple how to F1 episodes for people who wanted to just understand the basics. Like if you're watching a weekend, what to expect? So we're gonna walk through um what is Formula One? What does it consist of? We'll chat about you know, walk through the races, and we'll do a couple, maybe like vocabulary words that you'll hear throughout the weekend if you're listening to like a, a commentary on ESPN, for example, or Sky Sports. Press the home that event button on. on your remote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I miss I miss Martin Rundle. Okay, I can't wait. Let's... Um, yeah, so that's what we're gonna do today. So I'm excited. Um, it feels like you're back in school, Kenny. Like I was just like, I have this yes. notebook here of all these. Different. Well, th- this notebook actually is my my Formula One notebook, and I started it a while ago. Like when we were talking about like terminology, and we would listen to races and be like, "Oh my god, what is sh- what is a chicane?" Like I don't understand. What, what is saying, a chicane? You know? What is yeah. that? What's a DRS? So yeah, I what hear are you. these things mean? What are these flags like? <laughs> so I think level setting. You're not gonna leave this episode being an expert in F1, but you will have a better understanding. And we're gonna do three parts of this. So part two, we'll dive into like chicane, the track, more technical terms. This one is going to be a little bit of an overview. Okay. So Kenny, why don't we dive in? What's Formula One and like what does it consist of? So it's an
1: international motorsport for open wheel, single seater cars. So you notice that a lot of the F1 cars, there's there's only one seat. There's four tires and kind of that open air, the halo concept uh, makes it more aerodynamic. So it's a specific type of car, and it's known as Formula One. And formula refers to the set of rules that governs the constructors, which is the teams, the drivers, and the mechanics. And the term one refers to the track grade given to the different tracks, so where they race. And the governing body of F1 is called the FIA. yeah Any and other questions?
0: No, I mean, that was really great. And it's interesting because there's Formula 2 and Formula 3. It's a feeder series. Yeah, exactly. That's the word. F3, you graduate to F2, and then you graduate to F1 if you get a seat. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. If you play your cards right. And I think we talked about this last time, but the most interesting thing about F1 is that it's such a small body of people involved. Actually, that's not true. That's not true. The driver <laughs> lineup is small, but the companies like Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren are like thousands and thousands of people, similar to other sports, but there's only 10 teams mm-hmm. and only, 20, only drivers. 20 drivers. Yeah. Jinx. So it's really easy. To th- <laughs> it's so easy to keep track of. Um, let's run through the teams. Maybe some names will be familiar to people. Yeah. So you have Red Bull Racing,
1: um, Ferrari, Mercedes, Alpine, McLaren, Alfa Romeo, Aston Martin, Haas, go America,
0: and Alphatari, and finally Williams. And something is interesting about these teams like in order to be a team you have to basically construct your own car right that's what they call it, the constructor's right. championship but it's interesting and we'll dive into this next time but half these teams like use the same engine like I, I think there's three is there currently three engines in formula one right now so we have
1: red bull has made their own sort of engine With honda uh, yeah. formerly powered by honda um ferrari uses their engine mercedes uses their engine um, and Alpine uses a Renault engine. Um, but yes, the other teams do use some of the other engines that we just discussed. And yeah. you can tell by the full name of the F1 team, usually the second or third word in the team name will be the engine that the they engine, use. For the engine, right. Yeah. So I know yeah. like
0: McLaren. McLaren Mercedes 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 engine. Yeah. Right. Or you have Haas Ferrari. Yeah, Haas Ferrari. And it's interesting because the engine is like the heart of the car. That is – I mean I'm not a mechanic, uh, but it's probably the most important part (laughs) of the car is your engine. It makes it drive maybe? I don't know. And and the interesting thing in terms of strategy perspective is like when you see a team not do well – usually the other teams that use that engine also struggle for whatever the reason. Ferrari. So like the Mercedes, yeah, Ferrari engine and then they end up switching. Um, but you know we'll we'll dive into that. Okay, so so we got we got we understand Formula 1, 10 teams, 20 drivers. They basically go around the world in this traveling circus. <laughs> and we love it. We love the circus and we love to go to every race. So like what? Every year there's like between 24, 22, 25-ish races. They're just adding more and more.
1: The 2023 season, I believe, will have 23 races on the calendar. And they take part in North America, South America, Europe, Asia, the Middle East. So hitting all these different countries and different tracks. So it's very, very, very exciting if you like to travel.
0: (laughs) It's like exhausting, like the logistics of this of, of f1 is is wild let's walk through a race weekend so the teams and if you look at the calendar they tend to clump up a little bit like in terms of asia races and then european races and then they do the america one so they try not to do like crazy back and forth but when you think about it they get to their country th- wednesday ish right around wednesday mm-hmm. depending if it's yeah. a back-to-back race they unload. They set up their pit walls. They set up their garages or their garages because <laughs> that's how the play it. <laughs> garage <laughs> garage because <laughs> that's how the Brits say it. Um okay. <laughs> and they have all these. You'll hear the term FP one, FP two, Q one, Q two, Q three. You hear all these like random terms. So before each race, drivers have three practice sessions. Called FP1, which is called Free Practice One, Free Practice Two, Free Practice Three. Those are the names of them. And it's literally what well, as it sounds. They're testing their tires, they're testing their setups. And between um FP one and FP three, they are pretty much free to like make massive changes to the car. They can do whatever right. they want, they can, you know, see what's going on. We've seen that happen to the detriment of something that happens the knot. And I think one thing that's interesting about the free practices is you get to understand like what teams are feeling comfortable like on that track or in the specific tire. And we haven't talked about tires yet, Kenny, but we probably should because but this is will. like, this is like important. Pirelli is really holding down F1, honestly. After the engines, <laughs> you need tires. Up next is tires, <laughs> right?
1: Um. And yeah, free practices happen between Friday and early Saturday. Um, Yeah, so you get to you can watch them and see what the teams are up to. Yeah, they're really fun to watch, Um, especially if you're just just into the
0: whole weekend itself. It's a part of it. It's very. It can be very exciting. You like come prepared. Like you come prepared for the race because you saw like what ferrari spent their time doing versus aston martin and you saw and sometimes people like crash out in fp1 <laughs> no which is never good antonio oh no Didn't i'm getting triggered yep he sure did so you do you do all these you do all these practice sessions and the engineers are just gathering massive amounts of data they're just understanding the, the temperature of the track the temperature of the, the tires their setup do they need more downforce? what do they need to maximize the speed on this track what's the weather going to be like that plays a huge part in the tire selection and the setup if you're you know doing a wet race versus a dry race if there if there's wind if there's not wind if it's cold if it's hot you know what kind of warming do you need you're just kind of mm-hmm. seeing the strategies just beginning to play out and I find it very interesting I love what I always watch them like even if I can't watch it because it's 2 a.m like I'll, I'll watch it on, on <laughs> watch F1, it later on yeah. F1 app yeah exactly and then the big show of the weekend like the most intense hour has to be qualifying I mean that's where the drama unfolds. qualifying yes that's where you see you're like Everyone turns up their engines to the max amount, and you're just – literally, it's just gunning for it because this could make or break your race. Like one position could make or break your race. Um, All right. Let's walk through how qualifying works. Like what's at the stage? What is qualifying? How does it work? Why is it so important? And why is it so intense? Yeah. I just asked you a lot of questions. There's so many. I'll do my best to remember all of them. But So
1: there's three sessions. Q one is eighteen minutes long, so drivers have eighteen minutes. All twenty drivers. And that's like have all the minutes. drivers, right? Okay, yes. so everyone's yes. on the track. Great. All twenty of them um, have eighteen minutes to put in their best time possible.
0: Yeah, and uh-huh. hopefully their best time, right? Because they're just like the goal in Q one is to get to Q two. So you right. don't want to like turn it all the way up. You're just like, what's what do I what's the least I can do to make it to the top fifteen, right? For the for the top team, it's low hanging fruit. For the midfield, it's very important. Yeah, yeah,
1: they might be pushing it. Um, So after those eighteen minutes, the bottom five get knocked out. Then we'll go to Q two. Then you have fifteen minutes for the fifteen remaining drivers to again put in a good time, in the hopes of making it to Q three. So this is where you see people, you know, really making decisions on tires. You see drivers really trying to get a hold of the data, understand what other drivers are doing, and a lot can happen <laughs> in Q two. And so then when you get to Q three, those no, five. Now Q three, I'm done.
0: I'm sweating. I'm <laughs> Q3, stressed.
1: We're like almost turning off the TV because we're about to throw up.
0: But I think we have to we have to kind of level set people that we're talking about a thousandth of a second. Like yes. In Q3, you had their top 10 teams. Excuse me. These are the teams that are going to be the fastest of the weekend. They are on their softest tire, which is the tire that's going to make them go the fastest. Their engines are turned up to the max. They're pushing it. And it, it, the discrepancy in time, like if you look at the leaderboard, it's always like shocking. It's and they're peanuts. fighting. Yeah, <laughs> not even peanuts. Peanuts are pretty big. <laughs> These are like. <laughs> This is like Leah chia, this is like little chia seeds like that's okay. how that's how small it is. the grains and of salt the grains of salt that's no that's a, the best analogy and they're literally just like fighting for it. and you're honestly, Kenny sometimes I feel like I'm driving with them. I'm like pedal, pe- pedal <laughs> to the metal, pedal to the metal pedal why to the did metal. he do that? Yeah <laughs> I'm like, you could have turned better. you didn't get you a- turned eight eight yeah yeah. <laughs> He made and a mistake. Start, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you start becoming like coaches. You're like, "What what the hell? What are you do you uh what are you doing, Charles? Like this is you're in this to win it. This is your race. Like, come on." So, I love Q3. But essentially, qualifying sets the grid, which I guess we just say what the grid is. The grid is like the positioning. It's the lineup. Yeah.
1: It's the, yeah, lineup the lineup of the start of the race.
0: So your you hear that boop, final poop poop <laughs> lights and out and away, go. Go. and away we go away we go. Uh yeah. So this is this is this is key because you know, some tracks your positioning at the beginning of the race is uber important because it's hard to overtake or mm-hmm. you know, it might be a red flag and you always want to be best positioned to win, right? So the higher you are. The better. Interestingly enough, though, Kenny, there are tracks where being P two, which is position two, is more strategic than Mm P one because maybe the you you can position your car to over to cut off the person, and P one or the first turn is you know just is is, is leans itself more to coming from the second position. That's a couple tracks which is always interesting because people get P two and they're like, nah, that's that's actually better. And there are certain
1: metrics, like they'll tell you like, hey, you know, 75% of the races here have been won from P3 or something. Oh, yeah. So P3. then you can yeah, get a sense right. of the strategy of maybe some teams don't mind if they're not starting um, P1. Or right. if you start P1, by the way, that's start that's on pole.
0: Yep. Yep. You're starting exactly. on pole. And, and it's interesting because... Um, all these teams who spend all this time and money on qualifying and, and FP one, we mentioned like crashing out and how detrimental that can be. Because listen, there's a budget cap, right? Every team only has a certain amount of money to spend, and you also only have a certain amount of parts that you can use before you start taking penalties for your fourth, you know, internal combustion or you know whatever that you you use. So it's kind of like, how do you play? It's a long season is what I'm trying to say. So <laughs> you really have to be strategic and I you'll see that some teams, when they know their car is not designed, isn't strong enough for a race, they don't not try, but they may take a different strategy to play the long term. Right. They might prioritize
1: the health of the car um, instead Correct. of going full send for the race because They might need to save that upgrade or save those changes to the car for a later time when they're more willing and and it's more worth it to take
0: penalties or anything like that. So, yeah, it's all strategy. And that's, I think, the goal of what we're trying to say, everyone, is the strategy. (laughs) So, it makes a Formula One so cool because, no, literally, Kenny, like every team does different things. And sometimes you're like, oh, my guy. (laughs) <laughs> oh what is, now, why did they
1: they do that? Now, come on. Now,
0: what what in your data <laughs> told you that the soft tire was going to last you more than ten laps? Like you're just you're always like curious about it, and um, I think like. Watching FP1 and qualifying just helps you understand every team's strategy. So when you're watching, you, and you kind of, I mean, unless you really just want to watch the race, you kind of need to like do your homework a little bit to prepare. It's like any sport: like who your starting players, who is right. injured, who's not on their, who's on their back foot right now. How do you, how do you set yourself up for understanding the the strategy of this? So I think we kind of do- dove into like how to watch a Formula One race. I Mm -hmm. think it'd be fun if we do just a couple key things you'll hear during the race, key vocabulary, key terminology. Let's just do like a couple words. Yeah, let's hit it. That may be interesting um, that you'll hear. Sorry, not during the race, during qualifying uh, and during FP1. So um, Formula One breaks up tracks into sectors, right? There's usually three different sectors and that's that's just a way that they break up the tracks so you know which part of the track you're talking about. And you'll hear during qualifying, se- yellow sector, green sector, purple sector for Vax and yellow sector for Lewis. So let's just like dive into what these sectors mean. Let's we'll start with the green sector. That's the most basic, right? The All green right. sector is basically your personal best of the day, right? So Kenny drives a 16.2 second sector two <laughs> and your, your denotion will be green, and then your second lap, you drive a 16.8 sector two. your denotion will be yellow. So yellow just means the driver fell short of their best time. Mm-hmm. Um, the purple sector means that this driver hit the best sector out of all the drivers. And this is per session. I should have really clarify that because I used to get confused um, watching fp one like to fp 2 And I'm like, oh, wait, no, like. Sergio Perez had a purple sector, but now Max has a purple sector. It restarts each, each session. So it's right. not like over the whole weekend. So that's a, a really good indication for you to see who's doing really well. Like if you see that um, Lando Norris has a purple sector too, he's just like dialed into that sector and he's absolutely crushing it. And the goal is to have you know green and purple. The goal is purple, but green is, means that you're doing your you're personal putting- best. Right. That that's I think the most common terminology you'll hear during FP like free practices and qualifying. And, right. and throughout the race as well, but specifically for qualifying cuz that's how you know who's doing better. Right. And the sector relates to a specific
1: length of the track, right? So that's why yeah. there's multiple different sectors.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And there's different turns and like one sector may be trickier than the other because it has more turns or something like that or Mm -hmm. it's really interesting. And everything in F1 is so track specific. Absolutely. All right. So Kenny, (laughs) we just walked through how to watch a Formula One weekend. Do you feel prepared? Hopefully we gave, you know, we set the we set the tone, we set the stage of what to expect and how to Understand the basics of it. You can literally spend hours diving into the physics of Formula One. We're not going to do that here,
1: and the history, all of it. But now I know. I know about you, Raven. But I know about I'm ready. Formula March One. 3rd. I know about the teams. I know about the races, and I know about the setup of an F1 weekend. So I think that's a pretty good start.
0: Oh my god! I cannot wait till March. <laughs> my heart is racing. <laughs> so exciting okay get it? that's all f- oh racing but that was a good one kenny all <laughs> right that's all for today um catch us on our part two of how to f1 follow us on instagram and give us a rating on anywhere you get your podcasts if you have any suggestions for us please dm us and let us know we'll see you next time yeah bye. we'll see you guys in
1: part two of how to f1 bye
0: Woo!